Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of A Walk Back to Self-Love with yours truly. Thank you for investing some time and energy today into listening to an episode. And I really appreciate you uh, for supporting this podcast. I have recently just hit 8,000 plays and I am celebrating the shit out of that because (laughs) the expectation I had set on this podcast back in October of 2018 was that only a couple people were going to listen to this, and I was completely fine with that. You know, um, I had no expectation in the expectation because I didn't really know where I was going with this. You know, people wanted to push their input on what they thought it should be and how it should sound and what it should look like, but I was like, I just need to get this shit out because I can't keep it in my head. So thank you for supporting the podcast. As I take a sip of my coffee. So we're still, you know, well, today is Sunday. And I always like to reference it as Soul Sunday. And it is May 17th. And we are still in quarantine, at least here in Michigan. And for me, and maybe you can relate to this, when you wake up in the morning, unless you are able to work from home or, you know, you have a set schedule every day, it's kind of hard to wake up and feel purposeful. Um, especially on the weekends, you know, like normally I had a schedule of what my life was like on the weekend, where I was working or what I was out doing and connecting with people. And so it hasn't really been like that the last couple months. It's kind of like, okay, I get up and I work out and then I eat something for breakfast and then now what? Go on in nature? So yesterday was one of the first days that I felt purposeful. I got up, I made a really delicious breakfast, sat outside and had some coffee and prepared myself for a six-hour Zoom workshop with a former boss of mine who is now a phenomenal life coach, uh, Dan Mason. And he had this workshop. And as soon as he started promoting it, I was like, oh my gosh, I I have to do this. I have to do this. Because I've been wanting to really commit to working with him um, over the last couple of years. I'm like, Dan, we'll get there one day. We'll get there. And so yesterday was a phenomenal day of just wonderful content, knowledgeable information, breakthroughs, connecting with people all over the world. Like I even put a little lip color on, you know, cause I was like, I feel like I'm going to a work meeting. I have to look good. <laughs> I have to look professional. And something about a lip color makes me feel like I could take on the world. And I actually shared that yesterday with everybody. I was like, there's just something about a lip color. Like, I don't need a feather boa. I just need the right lip color and I could take on the world. And so, you know, there was just an overload and jam-packed information and content that was so valuable that, I mean, I was 30 minutes in and I was like, yes, I'm so glad I invested in myself because I'm a, I'm a procrastinator. You know, like I'm not even going to hide it. There are times where I will go back and forth. Should I? Shouldn't I? Is this right? Is it not? I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know what I want. And that's all just a story as I had learned yesterday. And I was a little aware, you know, of a lot of the stuff that he covered because of my own breakthroughs and my own self-love journey and even connections. Like when I was in radio, Dan used to be on the show with me every Monday and we used to do Motivation Monday. And we would do like a couple minute segment every Monday and he would pick a topic and we would talk about it and he would give advice over the air and it was wonderful. I loved it. And then when I left radio, 
you know, it's like that part of you kind of goes away and then you're like, all right, got to do my own content and my own research. So I was aware a little bit of some of the things he was talking about, but because he is so knowledgeable and he is trained in this type of work, you're learning from someone that has, you know, dived deep into this type of work, which is trauma work, behavioral patterns, nervous system. Like I am not one that will be like, I am absolutely know everything about book stuff. You know, like I am wisdom of life, life experience. I don't ever hide that. I was never one that uh, chased academics throughout my life. It was creativity and wisdom and experience. And so that's why I love connecting with like-minded people who take it a step further and are actually knowledgeable in things that I'm not. Because we should always be learning and growing. I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. That's dull. So I'm learning how our nervous system really truly affects our entire body, the choices we make, the triggers that happen. Like there, as much as I have been on this 10-year self-love journey, there are still there's still work that I have to do. Like the work just never stops. Like it's a continuous journey of evolving and bumping up against other people in the world that have wounds and then realizing you can't control your life and there's just so much. But as we were doing this work yesterday, he really dove deep into trauma and the nervous system and how everybody has trauma. It doesn't matter who you are, how perfect your life was, how perfect your parents were, Everybody has faced trauma. And he went over things that I didn't even know that would be considered as trauma, you know? Um, and, and for me specifically, you know, I've been very open about my growing up was not a very stable, supportive, loving home. You know, there was a lot of things happening that as a kid, you don't realize it, that you're storing it in your nervous system. You're storing these traumatic events. And even for me, not even with other people, I had trauma. I had a pineal cyst in my head and I was in and out of medical professionals' offices and hospitals and telling me she's going to die if you don't operate on her brain. And you're like, what? Then I got into a serious bike accident that landed me in the ER and I didn't know and I had a concussion and you know there was just so much trauma. And actually, I was recently um, at a chiropractor And he asked me, he's like, did you have any trauma to your body at all or an accident in your life? I'm like, uh, yeah, actually, I got into a really bad biking accident when I was like 13. And he's like, yeah. And my whole, and he, he described to me exactly what's going on with my neck and my spine. And it was like reliving that trauma very vividly in my mind. And so going through these exercises and, and his content, it was it was amazing. It was truly amazing. And that's why it's so important to invest in yourself and to take the time, the, spe- the, the space and the energy to really, truly train and learn and grow. And so as we did these exercises, you know, I, he had a very open Q&A throughout the whole day. And I was like, yeah, Dan, I don't know. Like, I think I use the story because we all have stories. You know, our minds are very tricky little devices. You know, they store a lot of stories and negative self-talk. And sometimes you think that that's you and you take ownership. And for me, I have had such a, as, as much as I have been on this journey of returning back to love, 
I've also traveled down the path of extreme criticism from outside voices. And that started since childhood. And he asked, he goes, when was the first time that you felt insert emotion that you were talking about or criticize? And I'm like, uh, since I was out the womb? And like he laughed. I'm like, no, seriously. Like I, I really felt like I never belonged as soon as I was born into my family. First of all, I didn't look like anybody. I came out with fire engine red hair. You know, then the joke in the family was, oh, she's the milkman's baby. And you're like, who's the milkman? Do we have a milkman? You know, and so immediately you start getting bullied and, and teasing, quote, teasing. But when you're little and you don't understand, you start to store that as something's wrong with me. I don't fit in. Who am I? And then you have all this energy and this creativity and this imagination and you want to put on these shows and you want to dance and you want to read words off of TV, which later on would fulfill a career of voiceover and radio. But you're like wanting to perform and just be out there and be this big personality and then you're criticized for it. And so, as I said to Dan, I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't really know what I want. I'm so confused. And he's like, okay, well, what's underneath that? You know, and, and how do you feel? And it was just, it, it was one, I, I was being vulnerable with everybody else that was on the video call, you know, because I didn't care. I was like, I'm investing in myself. I'm going to get a damn breakthrough today. <laughs> so I definitely volunteered myself to really put myself out there because I wanted to figure out what is truly holding me back. And I got so much information around just that one-on-one -on -one experience with him yesterday. And the underlying issue, which has always been an underlying issue my entire life of not feeling worthy, you know, and the separation that I felt from myself and others and, and making myself feel like I wasn't good enough for being me, which would later on, and I shared this with the group yesterday, which would later on manifest into my romantic relationships. So the behaviors and the criticism that I received from family members in the household manifested into partnerships and relationships with men. You know, like they took on the criticism, like, well, why do you think you, you're qualified to do that? Who do you think you are? Uh, oh, your imagination is too much, or you're too much, or you're crazy, or, you know, and so it felt comfortable because that's what I grew up with, you know, and, and then we covered relationships. And for me, I still get triggered. And I think, you know, I, and as I learn through self-discovery and even yesterday, we're not alone. We're not, you are not the only person that's fucked up in the world, you know? Like, there are other fucked up people. Obviously, we see that in today's world, especially through this pandemic. But when you get into your little mind and you think, it's only me that thinks this way. It's only me that feels this way. It's only me that finds myself in these situations. It's only me that still has these um, negative patterns and behaviors. No, it's not. It's just manifested differently from person to person and different backgrounds, different cultures, different religions, different sexual orientations. Like everybody's got their own perspective and view in the world. So no, you're not alone. Just your specific story is unique to you. And you know, like I can't even tell you how many times I've had people say, and close people to me who are supposed to love you. Well, why do you think you get a right to share your story? Do you even have a story? Like I remember very specifically and I think I've shared this before on another episode. About 10 to 15 years ago, 
uh, a family member and I were talking because, you know, I was always the the wild soul of the family. She's never going to figure it out. She's just, just go get married and have a rich man take care of you. You're like, I, no, but I don't want that. <laughs> so stop. And I was like, yeah, maybe one day I'll write a book about my life. And they were like, <laughs> okay, Amber, uh, you know, you have to actually have a story to tell. And it's because somewhere in my body and somewhere in my energy space, I knew that I was about to embark on some crazy ass journey, but I didn't have the physical proof yet. It's kind of like how they say, you have to believe it before you see it. And there was something in me that was like, I'm a, my, my life's about to change and I'm about to really go on one hell of a, a journey. And I have in the last, you know, 10 to 12 years. So... Yeah, it was it was a really beautiful day yesterday of just so much information um, and where you feel like you're not alone. And that's a that's a beautiful feeling is when you are with like minded people that hold safe space for you. And that was a big thing yesterday is your relationships with people. Are they safe? And a lot of times physical safety is an issue. And I mean, we see it all over the world. Domestic violence and abuse and murder. Uh, it's terrible. But there's also the emotional safety. Uh, do you feel emotionally safe to share your vulnerability, to be open with either a romantic partner, a friend, a parent, a sibling, a cousin, whatever, a friend of a friend, an acquaintance, do you feel safe? And do they have the right, Brene Brown talks about this all the time, do they have the right to hear your story? And I'm a very, I was, I mean, I'm, I've definitely put up walls over the years, but I used to just share everything and anything with people like, oh yeah, they're, they care. They're, they're going to hold safe, say, eh, no. <laughs> Not everybody is, and that has to do with them, but not everybody is strong enough or mentally capable or respectful enough to hold space for what you want to share with them, you know, because everybody's got their own dealings internally of why they can't, but just be mindful of, of, of a safe space. And that's what we created yesterday was, you know, those of us that spoke up we didn't, yeah, it's scary to be vulnerable and to share your story with a complete stranger, but shit, I've been sharing my story through this podcast and even when I was in radio for quite a, a while now, so I had no problem with that. But, you know, it, he covered something yesterday about having what you want in that area, whether it's career, finances, a relationship, is perceived as a threat in your body, you know, like, the action steps that you have to take as a threat because it's it's choosing a different behavior. It's choosing to break patterns. It's choosing to live a completely different life. And a lot of people are not ready or prepared to take those steps to live the life that they truly want. You know, and that's why like if you have this really awesome idea and you're like, I want to go out and do this said thing or I'm about to make this big change and you make that mistake of sharing it with the wrong person and they're like, yeah, but that I don't think that's a good idea. Are you sure you want to do that? Have you really thought it through? Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? And you're like, well, and next thing you know, you just talked yourself out of it and you're like, maybe that wasn't a good idea. 
And I've made that mistake plenty of times where I had this like great idea or I share too soon of what I'm about to do as a big risk. And they're like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. And you're like, but why? And I actually just made a Instagram post the other day after I hit my 8,000 plays mark, which you can follow me at Nurture Your Soul on Instagram, um, that because I've had such critical voices over the years, it has drowned that inner voice. And it's taken a lot of conflicts, a lot of self-love work, a lot of healing internal wounds and facing myself of why I was afraid to speak up or why I didn't want to have my needs met or why I was voicing my approval for others um, and to reach inside of me and really build the resiliency and the strength of my inner voice. That now, when there's a critical voice, I'm like, yeah, sure, I may feel like a little ping, like, <clears throat> but it doesn't control what I'm about to do for my life. And that took many years, many years to grow that muscle of drowning out the noise of the world, especially now, like look at social media, like I've deactivated my Facebook. I'm going on two months now and it was such a blessing. It was the best thing I ever did was deactivate that Facebook account because I couldn't handle the bullshit. I, I can't, as much as I'm evolved, I still get triggered and I can't stand humans. You know, like just the the ignorance and and the stupidity and the amount of triggers, like, I couldn't. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this on pause. I don't know for how long, but I just, I don't want it. Um, because it's it's always, like I said, it's always a constant work. There, We're never done. It's never completed. And um, yeah, so back to, to Dan's uh, wonderful day yesterday. You know, especially trauma. You know, this was a big aha for me that I really sat there and I was like wow he talked about in, in the trauma segment he's like trauma is about what happened afterwards and it could be various you know he had like three pages of slides of what trauma could be from growing up or situations throughout your 20s 30s 40s whatever but he's like it's not about the actual traumatic event it's about what happened afterwards and I thought about, for me personally, growing up, when, and I was always the problem child. Oh, Amber's this, and oh, Amber's that, and you know, just go to your room, you're so annoying, and why do you do, and whenever there was something major that happened, I was usually the point of frustration where the explosion would come to head, and it would be taken out on me. You know, not 100% of the time, but I felt like majority of the time. So whenever that would happen, I would go to my room. I would feel really sad. And it's like I could almost still feel that little amber and that energy. And I would isolate. And I would either listen to music or I would do some creative activities. And I was even, and I know I've talked about this on another episode, but I was so creative and so hungry for approval and love that I created an alter ego. And it used to be a joke in the family growing up. But then when I got old enough to understand and I started piecing together and through therapy, I'm like, yeah, that's actually kind of fucked up that I did this. But I created an alter ego and she was the good girl because every day Amber was the bad girl. So the good girl would talk to herself in the mirror and be like, all right, let's get it together. It was like that, that pep talk, like 
come on, let's get it together. Let's not piss off mom, dad, whoever. Like, let's just be the good girl. And I would like have this new energy and I would walk out and I'd be like, okay, the good girl is here. You know, but it was, it was really the root of it was I just wanted love. I just wanted approval. So I would come back and I would apologize and I would feel shameful. I would feel guilty and I would always come back with an apology. And it was never my fault, you know, like sure there were things that maybe I triggered out of, you know, my mother or triggered out of my brothers or, you know, but it was never my fault. I was a kid. Kids are learning from adults. You know, they're wide-eyed, they're into this crazy human experience and they're learning and they're growing and they're making mistakes, but it's not your fault for existing or for doing those said things. And I shared yesterday that later on in life that turned into my romantic relationships. That whenever I would have a conflict with a man and I would express my truth or I would blow up and have an emotional outburst or I'd be triggered and I would just, you know, I inherited a sharp tongue. (laughs) I would express myself. And a lot of times it wasn't, yes, there was a sharp tongue attached to it, but it was also just me expressing myself and, and expressing my needs and my wants. And because of the men I was dealing with who were not emotionally available, who were not able to hold a safe space or understand what I was sharing with them, it looked like, well, well, I'm not going to be attacked. Or, oh, there you go again, Amber. And then it would turn into a blowout. But then afterwards, you process it because I'm a good person. You know, like I have a very big heart. And I have unconditional love for people, unless you're a complete asshole. (laughs) Then I have no unconditional love for you. But I would come back and... I would take the blame and I would apologize every fucking time. And so that was a big moment yesterday as we were doing the trauma work. Like, oh, it happens afterwards. And immediately it was like a light bulb went off. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like in my personal relationships, I do what I did as little Amber. I go back to my mother because we had a very harsh relationship and yeah it was it was very uh conflict filled relationship and I would feel the shame and I would feel the guilt and I would apologize and I'm like I do that with men you know and I shared that and so that it was just such a day of worthiness and value and the I am unworthy wound as much as I feel like I've healed it it still pops up. It still shows up like, hey, over here, still here. <laughs> and you're like, no, I fixed you. You're supposed to be gone. But it's an underlying deep-rooted issue for me that is always there to raise its little red flag. Like, mm, that's what that is. And each step and each trigger and each experience keeps reminding me that like, okay, that's what that is. And it's all about breaking patterns, you know? And and he even talked about attachment patterns in relationship. There's the secure, there's the anxious, there's the avoidance. Uh, I'm very anxious in my personal relationships. Ask any man that I've ever been involved with. (laughs) I overthink everything to the nth degree. And then next thing you know, they get a novel text and you're like, 
I just have to get this out <laughs> because I feel like I have to say this. I can't hold it in. But then I'm also avoidant. I'm very easily able to isolate and disconnect and push you away, you know, and and everybody has their own attachment style. You know, it's not just me. <laughs> and it's just, it's wonderful when you're in a group setting like that, <clears throat> excuse me, like yesterday, where you hear other people's stories and you're like, wow, so that's how you interpret your relationships. That's what you've experienced, you know, in your past or in your, your present. And uh, yeah, so I just wanted to, to hop on and, and share this because it was such beautiful work yesterday that I'm like, oh my gosh. And we even talked about it. He's like, so what is the next action step that you can do to make, you know, because I even said, I'm like, growing up, I felt like I wasn't worthy. And he's like, why did you feel like you weren't worthy? I'm like, well, because I, I just felt like I wasn't worthy just being me. And then he shared, you know, why that wasn't true. He's like, you were just that big star trying to, you know, perform and express yourself and be creative. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a badass because I am a creator. I may have been lost these last couple years and wandering on this path and risked it all to move to Detroit, but there there was a reason why, you know, and it's important for me to own up to that to myself, why I wanted to risk it all for Detroit, and I don't regret it, you know, but it's been a wandering path of unknown, uncertainty, no strategy, because I didn't care. I just got up, risked (laughs) it all, and moved to Detroit, and then it, you know, crashed and burned, but <laughs> I'm on the upswing now. So that's all that matters. But it's about breaking your patterns and and creating new behaviors to live the life that you truly want and understanding what you want and not hiding behind a story. And like mine, I don't know what I want. I don't know. I'm just so confused. I don't know. No, I do. And like I even said, I'm like, I got rid of the negative vices, you know, the drinking, the um, numbing with booze and, and sex and shopping and all of that. I, I don't do that no more. But what I do now is empowering stuff to distract. Like, I'm just going to go meditate. I'm just going to go do yoga. I'm just going to go journal. When I know what the hell I should be doing, but I'm drowning and I'm numbing and empowering stuff because it tells the ego and the mind like, no, you're not out there drinking a bottle of wine to yourself tonight. You are meditating. Oh, (laughs) and you know what you should be doing, but you're hiding behind empowerment. (laughs) It's like, no. So, and also another key thing that he shared yesterday was getting out of your head, not being in your head and feeling into the body of what you want. Wisdom is in the body. And so I heard that a while ago, but you know, there's so much information that's that's out there in the world and you know, and so many people recently that I've seen on Instagram talk about this. Sure, you can read one more book, you can listen to one more podcast episode, you can No, you just gotta fucking do it. You just gotta take an action step and do and go after what you want. And if you don't know what you want, sit with yourself and feel into the body of what you want because really you have a a map. You have a treasure map inside your body, but you have to figure out what that map is and where that leads. And for me, I always hide behind that. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I'm confused. So I'm just gonna la-da-da, do empowering things until I figure it out. You know, but that's why coaching is so important or having respectful, knowledgeable, safe people to share 
your feelings with so they can, you know, they're not going to know your life at 100%. They're not going to know 100% of what you want in your life. But they're there to bring insight and like Dan says, to remove the blinders that you can't see and you won't be able to see. If you did, you would have it figured out. You would be that said thing. You would have that relationship. You would be that um, certain weight or body structure that you want. You would have those set monies in the bank and you don't because you have your blinders on because everybody has trauma. Everybody stores stories and emotions and trauma in their body and I think that that's what's so important in today's world because whew, it's heavy out there. It's heavy out there in the world of what we're dealing with during this pandemic. And then you get different people's perspectives and their political views and their religious views. And ugh, it's heavy. Next thing you know, you're deactivating your Facebook and you're isolating and you're detaching. So attachment and protection patterns will change and transform your life if you stop the patterns. But do you know your patterns? And are you okay with facing yourself to get to the root of those patterns? Or do you just say, ah, no, whatever, I'm fine. Or like Dan said yesterday, so many of his clients are like, or even just, you know, people that he's met along the way. Oh, that's so sad that they have trauma. Because immediately people think trauma is sexual assault or sexual abuse or murder or insert really heavy trauma. But trauma is, is a lot of things. A lot of things. So on some level, you do have trauma and you may not even be aware of it. So that is uh, my episode today. I wanted to get this out because I made a commitment to myself yesterday that I was going to record a podcast episode. I'm not going to stand in my way. And it's funny because I am about to make breakfast because that's my thing now on the weekends through this pandemic. I'm like, I love getting up and making breakfast because <laughs> I'm a bruncher. I would go out to eat on Sundays and I would have brunch by myself and I have coffee, but I'm like, no, I want to do this at home. So I really hope that, you know, something out of this episode makes you think, you know, I'm not here to change your life. <laughs> That's your job, you know? Um, and it's taken me a long time to feel confident with sharing my thoughts in my experiences and my wisdom because I've had people say, well, who do you think you are to share your <laughs> your thoughts? What do you think you are, a doctor, a psychologist? No, I never fucking claimed I was. But I am Amber Hugie and I have been on a 10-year self-discovery journey and I know myself very well. And I know if I have experienced these things, other people have too in their own way. You know, and that's what life is about. That's what this human experience is about is helping others. It is not just about self. It is about helping others and healing yourself and using your purpose to be of service to others. And that is another part of our, our, our work here on earth is just to discover what your purpose is. And there's so much weight attached to that in the world. Like, oh, figure out your purpose. If you're not, you're too late. And you're like, oh, and then you start to panic. You know, and you're like, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, I thought my purpose was radio. And then one day you wake up and you're like, no, it's not radio no more. I'm done. And then you're like, but shit, what does that mean? Who am I? What am I going to do? What's my voice now? Do I have a platform anymore? Because I don't have a, a manufactured platform anymore. And then, you know, 
you go down the rabbit hole and you start to figure out, but then you dig yourself out. And the next thing you know, you're like, I love who I've become. Still need work, still need help with figuring out my blinders are and why I keep doing the things that I do. But it's all about changing your behavior and changing the action steps and not repeating cycles and not repeating decisions or not picking up that bottle of wine anymore and drinking it all and maybe going for a walk outside instead. Or maybe going on, since we're in pandemic, going on YouTube and doing a yoga class or a kickboxing class and not suppressing your emotions with booze or drugs or sex or shopping online or binge watching on Netflix. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of uh, oomph to start out the week. You know, depending on where you're living and where you're at in your lockdown and your state and in your city. But this too shall pass. You know, the only constant thing in life is change. As much as we get trapped in our minds like, this is never going to end. This is never going to be over. Ah! It always, there. there's always movement. Energy moves. Things don't stay stagnant. I mean, there's something that will shift in your life. And especially on a global level, this pandemic, we will get back out there. But what do you want your life to be like once you get back out there? You know, everybody, I keep seeing and it annoys me. Oh, I just want life to get back to normal. Like I saw on Instagram <laughs> yesterday that a woman, and she was so proudly able to, you know, didn't care that her picture was taken in her mask, drove from Michigan to Toledo, Ohio to get a pedicure. I'm like, wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, hey, do do you. But, you know, the, and, and then her quote was, it just feels good to get back to normal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but what is your normal? Because normal wasn't working. And, you know, you can either keep going on about life, doing the same things and feeling the same way and making the same choices and, sitting feeling depressed or unhappy with your life or you can make a conscious choice to break that pattern break that behavior and actually live the life that you want and it's going to be messy it's going to be confusing you're going to have people especially if you have a family or you know a tight-knit close circle that isn't always empowering or supportive are going to question you every step of the way be like, I don't think that's a good idea. Because you know we live in a world where everybody wants to voice their opinions. I mean, sure, I, I'm definitely one to voice my opinions. But I don't think that my opinion is the end-all be-all. I just express myself. you know. And what is it going to take for you to really live the life that you want to live? And are you willing to go after it and drown out those, those voices? that don't necessarily, uh, you know, want to support you. So I think that's where I'm going to wrap it up. Unexpressed, oh, this was, I want to leave with this. Unexpressed needs go unmet. That was huge for me because even recently I just expressed my needs to someone because I'm like, uh, nope, this is what I need, this is what I want, and this is what I deserve. And if you can't handle that, deuces <laughs> end quote um express your needs in a respectful way but know that you deserve 
to have your needs met because we all are here and deserving of living the life that we desire because we're worthy. And there's so many, so many humans out there that will make you think otherwise, whether that's your personal relationships, your career, your, your bosses, someone will always be out there with resistance, but it's got to come from within to know that you are worthy and you deserve the very best. So thank you for energy exchanging today. Thank you for supporting the podcast and listening and being involved with my passion project. You know, uh, I, like I said, I didn't have expectations besides just going through it with it and, and launching it and sharing my vulnerability and downloading the app. You know, like that, that was it. And just to have a couple listeners, I didn't really know the outcome of it. But I'm just very grateful that this podcast continues to grow. So I wish you a week of inner peace, abundance, clarity, and worthiness. As always, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Peace.